Yeah. Yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Let's get it. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope fam. Sean on the mic, very flat too. Keep you updated, that's what we do. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope fam. Yo, 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 what to do, everybody? It's your boy, John Altidore with Pro Fan Sports Podcast, where the fans of the pros go back at you with another one. My boys, Vlad and Barry. What's popping, y'all? Yo, 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 what's going on? Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, how how we, we doing? I'm doing great uh, and excited and, you know, feeling good, as always, and ready for another great episode of Pro Fan Sports Podcast. So we are officially on to episode 64. Episode 64, man. You know, we're, we're close to 100. We'll, we'll get there. But episode 64, oh, yeah. um, I was looking. I didn't see anybody that I recognized or anything like that. I saw Richard Bishop. I'm like, who? He's <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> apparently, oh, he's a he's a former Patriot, and he was on a de- defensive line. He played 1976 to 81. I don't know who that is. <laughs> right, right. I, I was able to somehow... You guys come up with three notable names for this number. This was a pretty tough number to come up with notable names for. Uh, so the guys that I came up with are Jerry Kramer, uh, you know, former offensive lineman with the Packers and the glory days when they had Lombardi and Bart I, ve- I vaguely know his name. Right, right, right. This is going way back yeah. in, 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 in the day. So I, I even had to look that up because, you know, I didn't even know who he was until I looked it up and did my research on him so he was a hall of famer you know was you know one of the best uh you know offensive linemen and guards to you know play this game you know what you got and uh yeah so i got a couple other guys here we got also uh randall you know mcdaniel so he's another offensive lineman who played in the league <laughs> uh he's actually pretty good uh and and actually he's in, in the hall of fame believe it or not it wasn't all not, pro it's not our era it's not, i don't know uh yeah, it, it, he played for a while, I think like 12, 13 years with um, the, the Vikings and uh, yeah, had a really good, uh, you know, and successful NFL career. And then the last one I had is J.C. Uh, Tr- yeah, Trader. Uh, so J.C. Trader? Yeah, it, it's spelled T-R-E-T-T-E-R. So he... A trader or a Treader? Treader, yeah, yeah, right, right. There you go, John. Thanks uh, for the help on the pronunciation. Yeah, I know I might have messed up on that, but... Uh, he's, you know, actually currently plays in the NFL. He's on the starting center uh, for the Cleveland Browns. You don't say. How, how, All right. Guys. Who you got? Richie Incognito. Ooh. Ooh. He is he 64? Yeah. Right. He, I thought he was he, another he, number. He, he, was he must be blackballed or something because his name didn't come up anywhere. It must have, like, they're like, Richie, we don't even want to be associated. Right, right. You know. He, he, he plays for the Raiders. And he's still playing? Oh, wow. He's still in the league. That's crazy. I thought he retired or no one picked him up. Well, he hasn't been in trouble in a couple of years, so we forgot about him. So, right, exactly. He's not relevant anymore, right, right, since his name hasn't uh, been out there, you know, recently. So, yeah, I even forgot that he still played in the league. That's crazy. That was a good one, Vlad. Good one. That is. Good, good, um, good call, Vlad. Well, you know, on to episode 64. And like always, please make sure you're liking this video, you're sharing it, you're commenting. Um, that helps the channel out. And please, we're on social media. Come join us. We're on Instagram, ProFans underscore sports. We're on Twitter, at ProFansports. We're on Facebook.com slash ProFansports. And then, of course, YouTube.com slash ProFansports. Uh, our episodes drop every Tuesday uh, on all platforms. Any platform, just write our names below there. And then our videos drop every Tuesday. Every I mean, every Wednesday. Wednesday every Wednesday. Wednesday. So be yeah. on the lookout for that. Um, and make sure you're helping the channel out. And uh, we're on to episode 64. We're going to be talking about, you know, some of the NBA news. You know, if you want to hear about Celtics, um, you know, and everything they got going on, we actually have a separate show that you can actually go and watch. We actually had special guest Max Letterman on the show. Uh, Thank you again, Max, you know, for coming on and talking Celtics and discussing that. So, you know, we discussed Celtics in depth in that special segment right there. So we'll catch it. Make sure you check it out. We talked about Denny Ange, Evans. We talked about the end of the season, what went wrong. Um, So make sure you check that interview out. It's pretty good. Thank you, Max, again, for coming. Fact, man. Absolutely. 
you know, on this episode six is what we're going to get into the rest of the NBA, uh, see what happened, you know, with the playoff schedule. Then we're going to get into the NFL, some of the news that's happening there. You know, a, a big uh, trade just big happened. Big news happened. You know, we'll big, let you know about news. that. Oh, yeah. uh, on to the Red Sox and the MLB, what's going on there, and the Bruins in the playoffs, and we'll, we'll get you guys catch up. I mean, we'll get you guys caught up, but first we're going to go into the NBA where, you know, we just pretty much – is the first round over? There's one more game for the first round to be over, which is the well, 76ers. By the, time, by the time you hear this episode, the game will be over. We'll know uh, who it is. But on Sunday, the Mavs versus the Clippers for um, game seven. We'll see who moves on to the second round. Um, but for the first round, we saw uh, Milwaukee Bucks took out uh, Miami for zip. Um, Clippers and Mavs is tied three and three. Of course, like we're saying, the Wizards, I mean, the 76ers took, a, took care of the Wizards 4 1. Uh, the Hawks took care of the Knicks. Uh, 4-1 as well. The Celtics got taken care of by Brooklyn Nets, 4-1. And the Jazz took out the Grizzlies, uh, 4-1 as well. Nuggets took out Portland, you know, and Damian Litter, 4-2. And then, of course, the Lakers got taken out by the Suns, 4-2. Um, some NBA news, Anthony Davis actually went out in that game after he aggravating his groin um, in game six against the Suns. Um, and that pretty much was it for the Lakers right there. They were, they were taken out. LeBron James loses the first first round matchup of his career in the playoffs, you know, since he's been going to the playoffs. Um, so there's that. Uh, Joel Embiid, he has a small meniscus tear in his right knee. Uh, he left game four against the Wizards with that tear. But since then, he has come back, I believe, in the first game where he started against the Hawks, uh, which yep. is actually – uh, being played right now as we record. So uh, by the time you hear this podcast, you will know which one took the game, and it looks like the Hawks are going to take it, you know, because they're up big right now. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Terry Stotts, uh, the coach of Portland Trailblazers, they mutually parted ways. So now the Blazers are looking for a head coach. Uh, Jason Kidd seems to be a front runner for that job. We'll see what happened. Uh, their star Damian Lillard say that's the person he wants. So we'll see. Uh, uh, yeah, there's been some update on in regarding to that situation. So apparently, really? Jason Kidd, yep, yeah, uh, just you know, t- t- today earlier before we started recording, just accepted. No, he didn't accept. He withdrew his name from the um, head coaching candidacy. He um, withdrew his name. Uh, yeah, of the Portland Trailblazers. So yeah, he's so that not going mean... to be the coach of the Portland Trailblazers, and Damon Willard's not going to get the guy that he wants to coach. Uh, you know, the, the team. So he so, he will so, not accept uh, an interview and uh, at all with the play- Trailblazers. That's crazy because that could only mean two things, right? Um, that could mean um, what's his name? Frank Vogel is out of a job and he's staying with the Lakers, or Jason Kidd already has his eyes on another franchise that he'd like to go to at the time which, which one could be more which one you think is more uh possible right now well he might have his eye on uh on another team um i, I don't know why he wouldn't want to go to the the portland blazers and i, I or like the celtics i don't want that team to be the celtics <laughs> uh no i hear what you're saying Vlad. i think you know with jason kidd i think the you know dealers with him that you know, he probably is going for another position, another, you know, head coaching, you know, position that, you know, he thinks he would, you know, would be a better fit for him and and would want to uh, pursue. Uh, you know, I kind of think, you know, the, the, you know, factors of, you know, Damian Lillard not sure if how long he wants to stay, you know, in, in Portland is was, I think, one of the biggest reasons for him not to, you know, even want to interview for the job, uh, you know, since it's uncertainty in that regard. So, I mean, I'm with you, but I'm hoping that J.C. Kidd doesn't come uh, here and doesn't, you know, be the head coach, the next head coach of the Celtics, because I definitely don't want to see that happen. I don't, you know, think it would be a good fit and he'd be the right, uh, you know, coach for the job uh, to get us to, you know, the next level where we want to get to. Uh, but I think certainly he's looking for a head coaching job somewhere. I don't. I didn't even think of him getting it with LA. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm surprised you even mentioned that, John. I didn't think that. that he I mean, be looking to fire Frank Vogel. I mean, he just did win a championship last year, and I know he didn't do a good job this year uh, and stuff. But I think they would at least keep him around for another year or so, and you know, and see what happens um you know with the team uh you know next season i mean two of the biggest jobs you can get right like boston celtics or or the la lakers man you know uh two big markets and two places that are you know pretty much polarized and whatever they're trying to do out there you know um you know some more news alex rodriguez would like to move uh the minnesota timberwolves to seattle 
Um, if people didn't oh, know, really? yeah, yeah, he Alex Rodriguez. Wow, I did not catch that. Wow. Yeah, Alex Rodriguez was drafted by the Seattle Mariners, so there's there's a little connection to that right you there. You said it um, makes sense now. It makes but. sense, you know, that the news comes out that he wants them to do that right there. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. And then Damian Lillard uh, was selected by the players for the 2021 Taiwan. Twyman Stokes Teammate of the Year Award um, for on and off the court leadership. So, you know, there's no better leader than Damian Lillard. So shout outs to him. Um, but, you know, as we saw the first round go by, did you guys get any surprises? Um, you know, anything that you liked, anything? What, what's your predictions moving forward? Well, I, I didn't expect the Hawks to beat the Knicks the way they did. I thought that was going to be a closer matchup. Um, we saw a lot come out of that, right? We saw, you know, uh, Trey Young get spat on. We, you know, we saw the the mayor of New York talking about stop hunting for fouls. You know, we saw Trey Young's dad come out in the media, you know, saying things. We saw, you know, the the um, the fans come out and make fun of Trey Young's hair. We saw the bow, <laughs> you know, at the end when these guys yeah. got taken out. We yeah, saw guarantees. Good. You know, by by the Hawks players, it, it was. We heard comments from uh, D Rose, you know, about how they should be in the NBA. Um, that was pretty. That was a pretty crazy series. It was a spicy series. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Real absolutely. Um, yep. of, of course, the Lakers being out crazy. Um, the Clippers, we don't know what's we. I, I did. I expected the Mavs to give them some work, but not as much work as they've been given. You know, and yeah, I mean the the playoffs been exciting this year. To be honest, uh, I think in previous years it's been very dominant. You know who's gonna go through, um, but this year I feel like there's been a little bit of a surprise, especially with um, the Lakers out and we know that um the Golden State Warriors didn't make it but them not being there at all um it's just you know it's just it's different this year yeah I know it's definitely a wild um and pretty crazy first round um you know in both you know conferences I actually wasn't you know too surprised about you know the Suns you know beating the Lakers uh just but you know the simple fact that I know the you know Lakers were going through a lot of you know injuries you know particularly with you know LeBron and AD uh you know both being banged up and not you know being close to 100 percent uh or you know it should even 95 percent so I think that certainly was a huge you know factor and huge reason why they did end up getting eliminated by the Suns but I mean not to take away anything away from the Suns because I thought the Suns played great, uh, you know, in that series and deserved to win. You know, I, I thought, you know, Devin Booker, you know, has shown that he is a superstar and an elite talent and an elite player in this league um, and that he, you know, definitely belongs on on this stage uh, without question. And that can actually be uh, a number one player on a winning team in, in the playoffs. I think he certainly proved that. Um, you know, to be the case, you know, in that series and, you know, the other guys that chipped in as well, like, you know, Chris Paul, you know, he was injured. I'm still, I think it was like a board that he started to get um, his rhythm back and he started to feel better with the shoulder. He played well. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has come a long way. That dude's a beast, man. He killed it and dominated, uh, you know, the paint. He's showing out. He's showing yeah, out right they, now. They sure did in, in that series. So he's definitely, Chris Paul's had a big effect on him and brought the best out of him because he's taking a huge jump uh, in, in his game. Definitely is a much different and better player than what he was a year ago. And the rest of that team is really good um, as well. They got good role players on there that know their role and they play well. Uh, surprised by the Bucks and the Heat, the fact that it was so lopsided and so, um, you know, it, it, in the, it was so dominated by the Bucks, and you know the, that that they just didn't seem competitive in that series at all, and got absolutely annihilated. Um, you know, but by them, I definitely did not see that coming. I thought that would be a much competitive series that was going to go at least six games, um, if not seven, particularly since you know they they beat not only beat they swept them last year in the, in the bubble, showed that they can uh, you know definitely be a good enough team to you know to beat the Bucks, and that definitely wasn't the case this year. They didn't. Um, you know, played well at all. You know, particularly Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. Like, what happened to you know those guys? Particularly Tyler Hero. I, I think that's the guys. I think that's the guys. Uh, Jason Tatum was talking about in that interview. Remember, he's like, Yo, oh yeah, there, were, there was yeah, guys yeah. in the bubble. It's like, yeah, Yo, you playing different. 
Like, right, like you ain't never balled out like that play. before. Like, what is going on? This ain't how right, you normally right. play. Right, like, this is not his game. Right, right. this guy. Remember, dude from um from the Pacers. You yeah, know TJ like, Warren. Right, right. Like, he's he like, was playing like what? Jordan over there. <laughs> I saw that interview. That was hilarious. I was dying and laughing my ass off when I saw him say that. But I mean, shoot, as funny as that. You know, sound as him saying that it's actually true. A lot of guys in Yo. the bubble played a lot better than you know what they usually play. You know, under a normal season and under, under normal duress. circumstances. <laughs> right, right, exactly. When there's actually a lot more pressure, you know, what I'm on you, and there's actually you know fans, you know, in the stands and at the game. So we've definitely seen you know a lot of these guys, their true colors, come out. Um, you know, this year now that you know things are getting closer back to normal with. NBA and, you know, fans uh, being allowed back into the arenas. So I think, you know, that definitely that was, you know, probably my biggest surprise, uh, you know, out of, you know, the first round. Uh, I was a little bit surprised about the Hawks and Knicks series. I knew that the Hawks were going to win that series, but not, you know, the, the way that, you know, they, they, they did. I didn't think it was going to be, uh, you know, dominant performance by, uh, you know, by, by Atlanta and, you know, and, and that they certainly got a good team out there. Like, you know, Trey Young, we already know what, uh, you know, he, he is and what he can do. And, you know, he certainly balled out and showed that he's a guy that belongs on the stage, a, you know, superstar in, in, in this league that can definitely be able to carry a team in the playoffs. Uh, and those other guys played well, um, you know, too, around them and did their thing. So I think those were certainly my, you know, biggest surprises and, uh, predictions. Uh, do we want to predict the Clippers series now, or do I mean, we want to save that for later? I'll do just a quick prediction uh, with that. I think the Clippers should win, but I kind of have a feeling the Mavs will win um, the, the, that uh, the, this, this game seven uh, today. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but you know, I, I think you know, I don't think we'll be surprised if either team wins with the way that series has gone um, to this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, Barry pretty much covered everything uh, else, you know, that needs to be covered as far as the first round. Um, you know, but I, I was definitely uh, surprised by the Hawks' performance, for sure. Um, surprised by the Miami, Miami Heat's performance, just because they didn't even get one win. I'm like, well, you guys went into the finals last year. You know what I'm saying? Just because of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys couldn't muster one win. I didn't, right. you know, the way it looked like, the, you know, the, the Milwaukee Bucks didn't forget last year. And they came they in did. like, don't play with our food, you know what I'm saying? Well, that, and, one, uh, that, that game one was just, I thought game one was going to set the tone for the series because that game went over right. to overtime. And that's, yeah. what, that's what misled me. Right, if, right. If, mm -hmm. if, if they had won that game not in overtime, I, I, I would have understood, but. After that overtime, I was like, okay, this is going to be a battle. But it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, you know, we saw Jason Tatum do his thing in the playoffs. You know, he didn't have much help with the Celtics. So, um, you know, but another surprise, the young guys are stepping up on their teams and taking their teams to the next level right now. You know what I'm yep. saying? And I'm talking about Donovan Mitchell. You know what I mean? I'm talking about <clears throat> um, Devin Booker. You know, we see them playing, you know, out of their minds in the playoffs. And you can see clearly what that does when you have help on your team to, to get where you're going and stuff like that. So um, so now we're on to the second round where we see the Milwaukee Bucks are facing the Nets and, you know, they've already played game one and the Nets took that game. Um, James Harden left the game in the first quarter with a hamstring issue. Uh, he was previously out indefinitely with that hamstring issue. So uh, that's potentially concerning, but we still saw the Nets took that first uh, that first game and then we got uh, 76ers versus Atlanta Hawks, like we said earlier. And the Hawks look like they're doing their thing. Utah Jazz versus uh, the Clippers or the Mavs after the game seven is uh, decided. And then we're going to see Denver Nuggets and Phoenix Suns, man. Um, what are y'all predictions? And what's your what's your favorite matchup in this lineup right now? Um, so Denver is playing Denver is playing um, the Suns. The Suns. The Suns. Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a great matchup. Um, I, you know, Devin Booker. I mean, he's the guy to watch for. Um, I don't know. I think I think I think Denver is gonna take it. I think Denver is gonna take it. I think Jokic. Um, I I I just think he's been he's one of the he was one of the MVP candidates this year. Um, and I just think he's just too good. So I think I, I'm gonna pick them. Uh, yeah, no, that's certainly a you know fascinating and exciting you know matchup. 
uh, you know, coming up with the Nuggets and the Suns. And that was even another surprise, um, you know, team that we didn't even get to talk about with, you know, the Nuggets beating the, you know, Blazers. I thought, you know, the Blazers would, uh, would win that series and Damon Lillard wouldn't be out the first round. But, you know, they, uh, you know, they, and the Nuggets were the better team and they played better than, than the Blazers and they deserved to win that series. Uh, but with that having been said, uh, you know, just getting to the series, I think there's a lot of really good, you know, matchups, you know, with, you know, the bigs, you know, DeAndre Ayton and Jokic, you got, you know, that, you know, Devin Booker, you know, and, you know, Chris Paul in the backcourt. You got some, you know, savvy guys with, you know, the Nuggets that aren't as well known, but, you know, they play hard and they're, you know, gritty and scrappy, you know, as well. So they definitely, you know, bring that to the table. And I think, it's, you know, definitely going to be a tough series, you know, and a really competitive series. I'd probably shoot if I had to say I'd go with the Suns and the the, the, the series. Uh, I think they'd, you know, win this in seven games. I think they'll go, it, it should go seven if both teams, you know, play well and play the way they're capable of. But definitely wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets uh, do win this series. Uh, you know, Jokic uh, continues to play, um, you know, at an MVP level that he's played at, uh, not only, you know, in, in the regular season, but also in that series against Portland because, yeah, they had no answer for him and couldn't stop him. And I'd be like, if he can dominate that matchup and dominate the paint with against, you know, DeAndre Ayton, that's certainly, uh, you know, a, a big plus for, you know, Denver uh, as well. So, and I, but I think also an extra factor would be Aaron Gordon in that uh, series. I think he has to step up more, you know, and help out, you know, with scoring and being more aggressive and more of a factor um, offensively for the Nuggets for them to, you know, win this series. So, uh, yeah, it's certainly an exciting matchup. And then the Bucks and the Nets is, I think it's a good series. I think we all expect the Nets to win, but I think that, you know, could be a really good, you know, fun competitive series to watch that can go um, at least six games. Uh, and the Bucks should give them a run for their money. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how the rest of that series played out since they, you know, both teams played pretty well in game one on Saturday. You think the mm-hmm. Bucks are going to give them a run for their money? I think it will be competitive series. I think they'll, you know, compete and play hard and, you know, it won't be an easy series for the Brooklyn Nets, but I think definitely the Nets will still end up winning the series, but it'll be definitely tougher, um, you know, th- you know, on, on this, you know, series, on this round for the Nets and obviously the, uh, you know, first round that they had. I think the Bucks are a formidable opponent for, you know, the Nets and, you know, can definitely be able to, you know, could compete and, you know, and, and stay in games and, it'll, you know, be relatively close. But at all, you know, all in all, I think that, you know, definitely the Nets will end up coming out on top and, you know, winning the series. But it definitely won't be like a – I would be surprised if it's like a four or five game series. I think it's going – at least six games because I think the Bucks do, you know, have enough talent to, you know, play with the, the Nets. But as far as beating them, I, I just don't think they have quite enough uh, just yet. You know, even with Harden being out, I still think I still expect the Nets to win this series. Um, you know, but we'll see what happens. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how the rest of the series plays out. Yeah, I think I'm definitely uh, think since Harden's out, that makes that series a little more interesting. Um, you know, I feel like the last game, you know, one of the last games we saw the Nets and Milwaukee Bucks played, I think, uh, um, I think Giannis had like 44 points and, he had like and KD scored like something around there and, and KD had like 40, 42. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was pretty exciting. And I think, you know, I think Milwaukee can muster up some performances out there. And I think, you know, if, if they don't win it this year, man, they're not going to win it because the Nets are going to come back stronger next year, man. You know what I'm saying? With a, you know, with a year under the belt of the big three right there. And, you know, everybody's going to be there at least another year. So I think, you know, if the Bucks don't win it out this year, you know, or don't actually make it a, a series, then their window is actually closing pretty, pretty good. And, you know, the, the Jays are coming into their prime there. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But um, I think for sure the Denver Nuggets for Sun Series is interesting. Um, if the Clippers win against the Mavs, and go versus the Utah Jazz, then, you know, I feel like that series is going to be very, very interesting because, you know, the Clippers were supposed to be the number two, you know, out of the West, and they were predicted to be, like, going into the to the finals and things like that. And um, I think, 
you know, the experience from last year has catapulted the Jazz into what they were this year. They pretty much were the number one team throughout the season um, in the, all of the NBA. And, um, you know, with Spider Mitchell playing like he is, um, I'm de- I definitely got an eye out for Utah um, and see what they're doing over there. But um, did you guys actually give me your predictions for Milwaukee Bucks versus Nets? Who comes out of that? Nets or Bucks? Just real quick. Well, Barry picked the Nets. I'm you picked the Nets? Nets. I'm yep. picking. I'm picking the Nets as well. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, unfortunately, but I, I, I don't, don't want, want to. But shit, right, me yeah. either. But we gotta, you know, be realistic and keep. You it gotta real be and, smart here. Right, right, um, exactly, and show people you know, that we know what we're talking about. Right, these guys are playing three Hall of Famers, people like. Three Hall of Famers. It's not just All Stars. Like Kyrie, KD, and Harden. They're Hall of Famers. Yeah. And it may be even right. Blake Griffin, dude. Like, so listen, they they're gonna win. Um, right. Exactly. People keep forgetting <laughs> about him, and then he drops eighteen and fourteen like it's nothing, right? And for, for real, out, and, and exactly, and absolutely, um, you know, has a you know great performance. So it, it's like he's like an afterthought now, you know, you know, with um those top three guys, and you know, KD, Kyrie, and Harden, and even if. You know, Harden misses a good amount of time in the series. It's like I still KD and er, Kyrie right, right. Do this, will man. still hold down the fort. Exactly, they were doing it before enough. the trade happened. Right, exactly, exactly. Right, even you though know? they didn't play together that much, but when they did, they you know balled out and Fireworks. were dominating. Right, exactly. No one could stop them, slow them down. So now it's definitely the it's inevitable. I think that the Nets are gonna move on in this series but i mean i hope the bucks can surprise us facts man um 76ers or atlanta that's a hard one um that is tough I, i'm gonna pick this this will actually surprise you i'll pick the hawks I'm, I'm gonna go with the hawks too just because of that meniscus situation with uh joel and man and mm-hmm. i don't think he's 100 percent. i think at this point like if he's not getting you know the 30, 15 games, then he's a decoy right now because he's not at 100%. And, uh, Let me ask you a question, though. Yeah, how, go ahead. How many points do you think, because as we're recording right now, they're playing, how many points do you think he got? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not watching the game, so. No, I know, but. Hopefully he got 30. He has 28 right now for a quarter okay. just started. Yeah, what, what's the score there? Um, they're, they're losing by 17, but. Um, Good Lord. Yeah. No. So, so, so you tell me, even with a game, like I said, they're losing by 17. So I'm gonna pick the Hawks on this oh. one. I, I'm the only one picking the Sixers, so we'll see yeah, who comes so out on top. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, picking we'll, the Hawks. We'll man. see what happens with that series. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, no, that's um, crazy. And beats balling out, and they still getting their asses whooped. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. So I'm not gonna ask you guys about Utah versus whoever wins the game between Mavs and um, Clippers. By this time, by the time you hear this uh, well, episode, you you'll us. know. You can well, ask who we think will win that Okay, series. okay. Who do you guys think will win? Well, you already said, Dan. You, you already said, uh, Barry. So, yeah. Vlad, who do you think? Because remember, you did your prediction. Who's going to win versus Mavs and the Clippers at, at the beginning? Well, yeah, the Mavs and the Clippers, but not for the next series against Well, we don't know who the next series is, right? True, true. Um, so, no, I already said mine. Go ahead, Vlad. Yeah, I think the Clippers are moving on. And then the Clippers are going to face the Jazz. And I think the Clippers are moving on from that as well. Oh, man, I'm going to gamble and go with the Mavs on this Ooh. one. I'm gonna gamble Ooh, and go with the Mavs. Um, and uh, if the Mavs make it, okay, yeah, 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 because the like, like the the road team has won all the games, and um, Luca's been man, he's been unstoppable. Ooh, and a um, savage man. He's if Porzingis drops, if Porzingis drops twenty, then they take the game. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right, right, he just right needs some help scoring, right? That's it. Porzingis or That's Tim Hardaway Jr. If one of those two can give you a good like twenty to twenty-five, then then you're straight. Um, no, without question. But I was just going to say, you know, I did say the Clippers are going to win this, um, you know, game against, you know, Mavs. Uh, I think that Utah will beat the Clippers um, in the next round. I think Utah is going to advance and go into the Western Conference Finals um, and, and beat the Clippers in the, you know, in the semifinals. Utah is actually my team to come out the West, man. So I agree with that right Not there. a bad pick, right? right. I agree with that right there. Like, um, you know, like, you know, Western Conference contenders without right, right. they keep playing the way they're playing. Uh, so Denver, so Nuggets versus Suns, who you guys got? Oh, we already did that. I think we, we already, already did picked, that. Um, yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, right, I right. didn't pick. I didn't pick. I don't think I picked. Um, Go ahead, John. Uh, I'm a man. I'm going to take Phoenix just the way they've been playing this whole season, bro. Number two in the West. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, I'm going to go with the Suns on this one. Right. Um, and just a quick point, I think from winning uh, that series against the Lakers, I think now the Suns have all the confidence, you know, in the world that 
they can beat, you know, a, a, any team. They're not going to be, you know, phased by any, any team. And, you know, they feel like, you know, if, you know, we can beat the defending champs, and, you know, particularly on their home court and close that series out. Um, you know, the Staples Center in L.A., you know, we can beat anybody. So I, I think, you know, this team's really, you know, playing, you know, playing together and, you know, and, and playing with, you know, with a lot of confidence and on their, you know, the sky's the limit for them if they continue to, to do that moving forward. Yeah, man. I mean, LeBron's out of the playoffs, so anything's possible, right? A lot of things are possible the right now. KG, anything is possible, yeah. For real, for real, man. So let's pivot on to uh, the NFL right now, man. Um, so the 2022 Hall of Fame candidates uh, were announced. And um, so it goes as follows. Marshall Lynch, uh, Andrew Luck, Reggie Bush, Julius Peppers, Marvin Harrison, Tony Gonzalez, Champ Bailey, Dwight Freeney. Any surprises on here? No, but that's a Andrew good list. Luck. They got some good ones. Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck and Andrew Reggie Bush. Except for him. Except and for Reggie him. Bush. Except for him, too. Right, right, right. Uh, besides those two, the, the other ones are... That, How about everybody else me. on this list is a Hall of Famer, but Reggie Bush and... Andrew Luck. Yeah, both of those guys need to get out of here. <laughs> All right, who makes right, this list? Right. No, they, they, they don't be belong. Yeah, right. That's those guys, should, like, those guys should never make it. Reggie Bush has the greatest highlight tape in college history. You know what I'm saying? I'll give him that. And he probably, you know, he has a really good highlight tape, but I don't think his career, you know, his entire career, like, um, puts him into the hall. Like, I don't, I don't believe there was one year where Reggie Bush was like the best running back in the league. Never. No, never. it wasn't. Not even close. He, had he was one of the most exciting. Five running one back. of the most exciting, you know. Yeah. Um, you Reggie know, Bush, this, yeah, no, he doesn't belong. Yeah, no, that was not. Nah, definitely not. Nah, I, I, absolutely not. There's no way in hell Reggie Bush should be a Hall of Famer. Uh, <laughs> right, or he would be a, a candidate at all. I'm you know, appalled by that and, and, and stunned. That's unreal. Well, yeah, uh, uh, unbelievable. Um, but, I mean, Andrew Luck, I can see because, I mean, like, even though he didn't win anything, he was a pretty damn good quarterback when he was healthy. And, you know, he definitely, you know, balled out and uh, and did his thing. I don't know if it was Hall of Fame worthy, but, I mean, he was a really talented quarterback uh, and, and played really well, Um, you know, during his time, you know, w w with the Colts. But, I I don't wouldn't say he would you know should be in the you know the Hall of Fame but but yeah R Reggie Bush is definitely a hard no without question. Okay, so the Hall of Fame usually they have four to eight players go in um, per year. Um, who do you well you know who do you guys think is the number one Hall of Famer on this list right now in your opinion? There's 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 four of them. Right, but who do you think is like if you had to there's, pick number one? Who do you who would you pick like the number one guy on here? So we got Marshall Lynch, yeah, we've got Julius Peppers, Marvin I, Harrison, Tony Gonzalez, Jim Bailey, and Dwight Freedy. Okay. Marvin Marvin Harrison. Mm. Wait, so Jim Bailey's not in the Hall of Fame yet? Not yet. Um, not yet. Wow, I'm surprised by that. I am very, very surprised by that he wasn't the, the first ballot. I thought he had already be, been elected into the Hall of Fame, but I we gotta look not. into that. But you know, every, it depends on who's elected that year. You know what I'm saying? That's so, true. Right, right. It, 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 that, that's true. it could be one of those. That definitely, that could certainly be a factor. You know, without question. Uh, I, I'd probably go Chan Bailey without what It's close between Marvin Harrison and Chan Bailey, but I'll go. Um, I'll give the edge to Chan Bailey. Um. Over Marvin Harrison. I'm gonna go Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. Wait, he's on the list? Yeah, he's on the list. Oh he's on the list. And oh Dwight so Freeney's on there too. Oh jeez. That's a stack freaking list, man. Besides <laughs> that's what I'm saying. like everybody else definitely is without question uh a, a Hall, a Hall of, of Famer. So it's like you can't go wrong with any of those guys in any of those right as long as you don't say Andrew Luck or Reggie Bush. Like, or Reggie Bush. He, there's no uh, you know, wrong way or direction of going. So, yeah, that, shoot, I, I thought Tony Gonzalez was already in there too. But like you said, John, it could be a year where there was a stacked um, list of, you know, all of yeah. them and there were just more deserving Hall of Famers than him. But no, that's a good answer, John. I, I like that one. He would be on the top of my list right behind Jim Bailey and Marvin Harris. That's a fact, man. Um, Aaron Rodgers still rumored to want to leave uh, the Green Bay Packers, uh, the, the situation has divided the fan base, you know, kind of like it did with uh, the New England Patriots. Uh, the team owners still want him around. I mean, obviously, uh, it's one of the best out there. And, um, you know, team president, team president. Um, you know, Jordan Love is doing good in OTAs. So I don't know if 
He saw that ball well, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. He's, he's killing he's it out there. He's out there, man. He, <laughs> hey, he's in, killing it in shorts and, and shirts. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. He can really sling it, John. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, um, <laughs> Julio Jones reportedly traded to the Titans in exchange for a second-round pick. Um, Jones will need to pass the uh, physical uh, for the trade to go through. Uh, you guys surprised, you guys. Um I mean, Barry got his wish. I guess, you know, the Patriots didn't get Julio Jones. Uh, I knew he you... wasn't coming here. I oh, tried okay. to tell y'all that. I, I knew he wasn't going to be is, here. Is he, is he the one making the decision, or is it because the, the team gave up the second round? I don't know, but um, the, the Titans were one of the first teams that came out when – Showed interest? Um, yeah, when they were talking about – they were talking about the Titans or the Titans or the New England Patriots. Um, well, I don't think the quarterback situation with the Titans is the best either. Um, That's what I'm saying. It's a guy like um, Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Where they're, they're not even letting him throw that much unless they're behind, and that's when they really throw a lot. But, you know, right. But you know what, though? It's going to open the running game. It's going to open that running game, man. And as if the running game's already not open. At, at least it needs to be yeah, open. Right, as if he needs any more help and assistance But it's just. That. It's gonna be even more open now because you're you're gonna be scared to to leave. You're not gonna leave that man open, right? You're gonna double him at all times, yeah, right? Double gonna, coverage so, at all, so, all times. So that's so, gonna, so hmm? those those that playoff game where Derrick Henry wasn't getting anything. That that's not gonna happen again. Those days are over, huh? It's well, at least that's what it's supposed to be on paper. I'm not saying that's exactly what's gonna happen in the game, but on paper, that running game is gonna be wide open. I mean, a lot of other teams <laughs> actually. Um, were uh you know not trying to trade for uh, Julio Jones because they said the asking price was like too steep for them, right? Um, Barry, what what are your thoughts on that right there? Um, you know, with, with that situation. Yeah, I mean, I was a bit surprised that he you know <clears throat> went to you know the Tennessee Titans. I thought he was gonna go somewhere you know like the San Fran Forty uh, ers um or you know the, the Ravens, a, a team that you know definitely needed a top uh you know, elite re- receiver, um, you know, on their, on their team. But I think their cap, you know, situations with both the Ravens and the 49ers were, uh, you know, pretty tight. And, you know, I think that was pretty much a reason why they weren't able to, you know, to get a deal done for Julio Jones. Uh, but, you know, as far as him going to the Titans, I think, you know, it's definitely a great move for the Titans. I mean, shoot, they got to, as if their offense wasn't already scary, John and Vlad, like, geez, like, it's even more, much more scarier now because not only you have, uh, you know, Julio Jones and Derrick Henry, but then you also have A.J. Brown, who can ball as well. Let's not forget about A.J. Brown. That's yeah. a guy that I wanted the Patriots to draft, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, but instead, unfortunately, drafted, you know who, to kill Harry. Um, you know, unfortunately, so. But no, he's certainly a stud as well, and 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 a, you know, definitely a top uh, receiver in, in this game. And you know, and he's still young, so I think you know he's gonna you know benefit even more because now he's gonna you know favorable coverages. Um, you know, you know towards him since you know defenses are gonna be mainly focused on stopping Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. So uh, I think this was certainly a good. Uh, you know, moving good way for them to replace uh, John Smith because John Smith, uh, you know, was a big, uh, you know, target and a, a big part of that offense uh, for, you know, the Titans, you know, last year. And I think, you know, lo- losing him, but still able to get like a big, you know, target like Julio Jones, uh, who's a physical specimen and can run any route and, uh, you know, can make plays on, you know, at any part of the field. It's going to be, you know, huge uh, for, for that team. And I think that, you know, they're certainly going to be, uh, you know, a contender in, in, in the AFC without, uh, you know, question. Uh, you know, I mean, it's crazy that he wanted to go there um, you know, to the Titans because, right, uh, Ryan Taylor was not the most efficient or, um, you know, accurate, uh, you know, passer saying he wanted to go to a team with a big arm quarterback, uh, you know, that could throw the ball deep effectively. We don't really see Ryan Tannehill as that. But, I mean, who, who knows? Maybe he can bring that side out of Ryan Tannehill and, you know, he'll be, you know, better quarterback and throw the ball better with Julio Jones. So, you know, we'll, only time will tell with that. We'll have to see, you know, what happens, um, you know, w- 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 with, you know, with that, you know, quarterback, uh, receiver duo. But you know, I'm interested in seeing how it plays out. And, um, uh, yeah, and we played the Titans this year, too. I just remember the Patriots. So it's not going to be fun for our defense to go against them when we play them. But, uh, yeah, not, nonetheless, you know, good move for the Titans and, uh, 
you know, and, and good move for, for Julio Jones going to a better situation in Tennessee. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know why, you know, a team like the Patriots um, didn't put a second rounder for him. After all, they, they did trade a second rounder for Mohamed Sanu just a couple of years ago. Um, you know, but we got to take into account that Julio, you know, is often injured and, um, you know, but when he's not injured, he's a monster out on the field and averages the most yards uh, per catch than any other receiver in history right now. So um, we'll see what happens. Like you were saying, Ryan Tannehill is not the, you know, most efficient and most accurate quarterback, but hey, it's better to have Julio on the team than not on the team, right? So we'll, we'll definitely see how that how that goes right there. Um, fullback Dan Vitel uh, is going to retire, so he will not be playing again. Um, oh, wow. G- he retired. He heard he got released, but I didn't know he retired from playing yeah. football. Yeah, uh, Geno Atkins, who was coming off a ro- rotator cuff injury, um, is garnering some interest um, from teams around the league. So we'll see what happened with that. Some coaches refusing to to take the COVID nineteen vaccine, and um, because of that, uh, the teams could lose their tier one status by refusing the, the vaccine. What the hell does the tier one status mean? I don't know. That's something I definitely need to look up. Well, what does that mean? It says here, uh, some coaches refusing COVID-19 vaccine. Assistant coaches from at least four NFL teams could lose their tier one status by refusing the vaccine. So I'm like, what's the tier one status, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not too sure about that. I'll have to do some more, you know, research and, you know, my homework on that because I didn't really look that up uh, or look into that, you know, that much either. So I'm not really familiar with, with that term. Yeah, I mean, from what it seems like, a lot of the players are actually taking the vaccine. Uh, Bill Belichick oh, was asked um, how many players on the team have taken the vaccine, and he 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 declined to uh, mention a number, but he said the number is growing. So um, it says that these guys are lining up, or at least guys are considering it. And I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm not swaying people to go get it or not to go get it, but. You know, um, just look into it for yourself. Uh, Lions are in talks with Todd Gurley. They've been in talks for about a week now. Uh, we'll, we'll monitor that situation. Dallas wants to keep Vanderesh, the, the linebacker, uh, despite other teams that are interested out there. Uh, 49ers. I, I, I have the answer. So, tier one. So, basically, if an NFL coach um, – so, there's four NFL assistant coaches that are refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah. And they will lose their tier one status. And losing their tier one status would mean that these coaches would ban from the field, meeting rooms, direct interaction with the player. Oh, wow. Wow. That's huge. That's and they're not, and they're refusing? Lot. Excuse me? And they're refusing? That's, that's what it's To it take the vaccine? That's crazy, right? Yeah, there. it is. I didn't know it means that much. That is very significant. That's a big stipulation. Absolutely. I didn't know it was that severe, the, you know, punishment of not, of not taking the vaccine. Wow. This, if I was a smart guy, I'd, on these coaches, I'd, I'd say they're pretty, being pushed to do this. Right. Saying, exactly. It's like, they're else. trying to force them to take it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Take this shit or else, man. Yeah, right. right, right. Or else you ain't going to be around your team in any way, shape or form. Right. Right. And, I don't know. I don't know if I should be proud of the guys that are like, hey, I believe in what I believe in and I ain't taking it or say, yo, you're stupid as shit. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't that's know. crazy, guys. How how would you feel if like I know you know if your job like forced you to take the you know to, to the, the vaccine? Like that's uh, unbelievable I mean, that they're really doing that to these coaches. Luckily for me, I don't have to think about this because I are already you, took it. Are you making millions of dollars? <laughs> that's an important uh, factor for sure. You know, uh, let's listen. say hypothetically, yes. Hi- hypothetically, shit, you're making millions of dollars. People's life depends on this. I mean, I understand people don't want to take it, but it, I'm the one person to ask because I'm biased. Because I've I've been I've been about I've been this vaccine. vaccinated, man. I've been about this vaccine since before it came out. I've been I told since you guys, day one. Yeah, yeah it's, since I, day I one. Was I was in- <laughs> I wasn't about it, but, you know, before it became mandatory, I just decided, man, I'm going to just do it. And uh, my kid was going back to school, so I'm like, she's going to be around a lot of people. You know what I mean? And I'm around my mom and stuff, so I'm like, just whatever, man. Uh, my mom actually asked me if I was being forced. I was like, who the hell going to force me to do anything? You know? Um, <laughs> Bro, <laughs> but, you're a grown you know, man. You can make your own decisions. Right? What the hell? For the, I feel you. I feel, but, but, but if your job forced you, you would still take it? She may, have, she may have thought your job was forcing you to take it. I mean, if the job was doing it, it's like, listen, you know, before, you know, my platform takes off, which is Pro Fan Sports, which is why you guys need to subscribe so we can take off. I can't yes. quit my job yet. So the more you guys subscribe, 
you know, the easier it will be for me to be like, hey, you guys, I ain't coming back here. So then I'll be making income off of this channel like we want to. So Facts. until that happens, Facts. until you subscribe, I'll be forced to take stuff like the vaccine. <laughs> that is a big time fact, my friend. Yes, sir. No lies detected. You know what I'm saying? Nah, um, I feel you, man. I hear that. No, nah, but yeah, man, I, I I take it. Like, come on. You know, my, my mother's uh, in healthcare, so... You know, they, they recommend that she took it, so he took it and stuff like that. So um, it oh, is what okay, it is, you know good. what I mean? Right, uh, the, right. The 49ers hosted uh, Delaney Walker for a workout after seeing out last year's season. And um, I'm surprised the Titans didn't try to get him back since they lost John Smith to the Patriots. That's what I'm saying, because they don't really have a tight end. Right? You don't have, you don't have any. They want to be Patriots of last year. Except with two good receivers. <laughs> That's a good one. Except with two good receivers and Derrick Henry. At and least they got those. Back. Exactly. At least right. they got those. And a capable quarterback, too. So right, uh, right. at least they got those things going on for them. Uh, and, and Patriots news, man. The Patriots signed a receiver. Uh, not Julio Jones. They signed Marvin Hall. You asked for Julio. They signed Marvin Hall. Um, they did get a receiver. They got a receiver. Just right? not the receiver. He's a speedster. He's a speedster. So... That's you what know. I've been hearing. That, yeah. that he's got some wheels. He can move. You ever yeah. go you ever go to Civil Lot and get Dr. Dr. Popper? And so yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna speed his ass right off the roster. Like <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, dang, John. It's like that. Uh, that yeah. That's how his speed's gonna work for him. Bro. Right off the roster, bro. Like, <laughs> so in other yeah. words, a training camp body. In in other words. People were talking about he's like a Philip Dorset. Philip Dorsett. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's uh, that dude's name? Like, oh, he, he's like he's like a Damien Beard or whatever his name is. Damari Bird. Damari, I'm like Damari Bird. Like, come on, like, man. Like, we don't need another one of those on the team. Like, come on, we need to do better than that. Like, what kind of standards are those? You're comparing those. You know, a receiver to those two guys, like as if there was something. I'm like, oh. as, as as if they had, you know, they, you know, were really great receivers. That's and, supposed to make me happy. Like, right, exactly. Happy. As if we're supposed to get excited about that as fans, and you know, and feel good that you know a guy like that's on the team, right? When those guys weren't really that good and successful on the Pats when they were to here. begin with, man. Um, right. Unbelievable, uh, John. <laughs> Unbelievable. Some more news with the Patriots, man. You know, last year we talked a lot about you know, the quarterback situation um, and how, you know, he had a lot of situations, you know, first of all, with the shortened off season and then got COVID, you know, and then the receivers sucked and, you know, he was working on his mechanics all through off season. And um, news came out out of OTAs that Cam Newton um, hurt his hand uh, doing the OTAs and had to actually sit out and, you know, was doubled over one time. I'm sure, you know, it's been overblown in the Boston uh, media for the last I don't know, 24 to 48 hours. Um, so Cam Newton's dealing with a hurt hand, um, but it, it was reported that he didn't break anything or tear anything, so he should be all right. Did you guys hear that? Were you guys, um, did you guys have a heart attack? No. No. Nah. Oh, yeah. Not I'm like, at all. I was like, no. put, Mac, put Mac in, dude. Like, <laughs> exactly. Right. More of an opportunity for Mac Jones to play. Right, right. Like, next Yo, man up. We're so On bad, man. Next one. Yeah, that's disrespectful to Cam Newton, man. I heard he was actually throwing pretty good before. Um, <laughs> that's not that's not how I reacted. I was just like, I mean, I saw it and it was like, it's a minor thing. I was like, oh, whatever. Like, we've heard that before. Brady cut his hand. Or, right. You know, cut his thumb. thumb. Yeah, I didn't. I, right. I didn't, only, I didn't thing is, only thing is, Newton's not a Brady, so I, I don't know. You know, like <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> no, for real. at first, Can't at first, it was reported you. that you know he didn't. They didn't say he hurt any. He hit anything. Um. So I'm like, damn, he hurt his hand without like you know hitting anybody or anything. I'm like, that's bad. But then they said he actually hit a lineman. Um. And that happens in football yeah, all the time. On the helmet, right, you know, right. on the helmets all the mm -hmm. time. Um. It doesn't happen too often. You know. Um, but it happens sometimes, and he'll be fine. Um, and then Mac Jones yeah, he'll, had he'll like be a okay. He'll be all right. He'll live. Right. And Mac Jones had a compression gear on on his calf slash ankle uh, during the OTAs as well because he has a little situation there. Um, but all in all, it sounded like you know OTAs are going as is, and um, you know people are doing what they're supposed to. It's OTAs, you know, shorts and shirts. You know, we'll, we'll report. Right, like, get back to me when you know training camp starts. Exactly. When they got the pads on and shit, we'll, we'll right, let you guys know about right. that. That's true, um, that's true. So, but not looking forward to going to training camp. I don't know what, if you guys are going to head down. Wait, there, you're going to go? I'll be there. 
I might have to go with you, man. I might have to cool, go Cool, let's you. do it, man. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Vlad, Sports you're, podcast you're, you're expected, good. Vlad. You're expected. Yeah, um, come through, Vlad. Pull up. I've been pretty busy, but um, hopefully by August, I'm not. If I'm not busy in August, I'm a big training camp. Yo, I'm a big training camp fan, yeah, me too, too, man. Me too. I love the training camp. Yeah, I yeah. go to one at least every year. Especially but, at the gate, you know, before you have to run in, you know, before you trample over some old lady. Move, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Come on, I'm trying to get a front row seat here. Ten-year-old boy. Hell out of here, boy. Right, like Stiff Farm Heisman. Nah, those places are fun, man. Yeah, and, it's um, a good time going. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting out there, you know, yeah. when our training camp starts. Yeah, like we said, man, you know, uh, it's OTA, so there's not much going on around the league other than little minor moves here and there. We'll keep you guys updated on what's going on. We'll pivot into the MLB, uh, let you know a little bit about the Red Sox. Uh, they had a two-game series uh, versus the Braves. They split that series 1-1. Uh, they had a two-game series versus the Marlins, and they won two zip. Uh, they had a four-game series versus the Astros, which they lost 3-1. Um, and then um, now they have a three-game series versus the Red Sox. They're up 2-0. to against zero. the Yankees, you mean? Yes, the um, against the Yankees. Yeah, against the Yankees, and they're up 2-0. Um, and the last game is being played on Sunday at 7 p.m. So hopefully they take that game, too, because they're actually one game behind first place uh, in the East. Right, and hopefully they bring out the brooms and sweep those Yankees. That's right. Uh, in, in, in New York, right, in, in Yankee Stadium. That'd be awesome for sure. That was um, for the first time. Yeah, no. This season. That, right, right, exactly. Right out of the gate, a nice sweep to start that uh, season series with the Yankees. Definitely would be, uh, you know, would be pretty awesome to, you know, be able to see them do that. Uh, you know, they struggled against the, you know, Astros. The Astros. And the Astros are a good team. Uh, are they still you know, hitting trash cans? <laughs> who knows, know. man? Who, who who the hell knows? I mean, the managers, the coaches aren't there the, anymore. Though they have, uh, you know, the core players who are there. So, I mean, who knows what they're doing? Uh, but nonetheless, even you know, with that being said, uh, they're still a good, you know, team, and uh, you know, certainly show that they're uh, you know a better team than the Red Sox. You know, the Red Sox have been playing well most of the season. Um, you know, definitely thought like the offense really struggled in on that series, they struggled to score runs and to get anything going offensively. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, fortunately, they picked it up right at the right time against the Yankees, um, you know, which is exactly what we want to see. They've been, you know, playing well against the Yankees. You know, they've been pitching well. Again, you know, timely, uh, you know, hits, you know, from guys like, you know, Devers um, you know, and even Bobby Dahlback, who hit a bomb. Uh, last night against the you know Yankees, so he, they've definitely come up with you know some big hits and some key uh, you know plays from from those guys um, you know as well, and hoping they can continue that and you know and uh, end the series with the sweep in New York and continue to play well you know moving forward since they're going to also be playing more tougher teams on this schedule. So um, yeah, let, let, let's hope they can um, continue to you know play well and. Um, you know, be consistent. I think that's what we want to see is consistency from the Red Sox moving forward. Yeah, I mean, uh, the game, the, the series against the Astros, I believe they scored less than three three runs in the in the three games that they lost. And um, the awesome. one that they actually won, they only uh, scored five runs. So it was definitely a really low, very low scoring series. But um, again, right. man, hopefully we're on the up and up, you know, after that uh, a little bounce back. Uh, some of the upcoming games, uh, they have a, uh, one game versus the Marlins. Uh, three-game series versus the Houston Astros, so maybe it's time to get that back in blood. You know what I'm saying? We'll see what happens there. Uh, Four-game series versus the Toronto Blue Jays, and then a two-game series versus the Braves um, for the next uh, couple of series that the Red Sox got going on uh, right now. The NHL, where the Bruins are in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, yeah. That's right. Since the last part, the Bruins uh, took uh, the series versus the Capitals 4-1, and then, um, you know, they're in the second round where they've played four games so far and the series is tied 2-2. Um, mm -hmm. And two of those games have gone to overtime, uh, you know, that each team has won. So, uh, you know, it's a hard-fought series and, you know, this has the potential to go seven, you know, because um, yep. it seems like, you know, they're going back and forth with the winnings. Right. And I think that, honestly, the Bruins are lucky that this series is tied 2-2 because the way they've been playing – uh, you know, recently for the last three games, uh, you know, since they lost game two, I, I, I don't think they've been playing that well. Uh, you know, you know they, they certainly, you know, that was a careless turnover in overtime in game two. Defense, you know, man. Advised, you know, turnover, uh, you know, like, you know, Bruce Cassidy said, you know, that, you know, definitely wasn't 
um, a good decision, you know, with the puck that I think it was Jeremy Lozon that uh, was the one who turned the puck over and that led to a breakaway uh, goal, you know, for, for the Islanders. Uh, and, and I think that's, you know, giving them the confidence that they, um, you know, needed and, and that, you know, made them, makes making them believe they can actually win this series and, and beat the Bruins. I think they've, uh, since then, that point, they've played better than the Bruins. I think in game three, you know, both goalies were great. Uh, Tuka was great. That goalie from uh, the Islanders was also great and on his game as well. And, you know, it was tough to, you know, score goals against, you know, either one of them since they were both on top of the game. And I think that um, that shot by Brad Marsh in overtime uh, to win it was incredible. That was impressive. I, that was like across the face, man. Like Right, for real. That was crazy. Across the face with two defenders sitting like right there nearby, you know, there where he was near the puck to be able to make a play on it. And the fact that he was at that angle able to get the puck by them and get it on net and get it by the goalie and, you know, and in the back of the net was definitely, uh, you know, it was very impressive and, you know, and unbelievable that he was able to, um, you know, to, to score that goal. So, uh, yeah, and, and they, they even stole that game from them because, uh, what you call the way they were looking in that third period and in that overtime, the Islanders were out playing them. And I thought that the Islanders were going to end up winning that game. The Bruins were even lucky to come out with the win in that game because the Islanders looked, like they were the better team and more aggressive and attacking the net and, uh, and had the Bruins on their heels, to say the least, and Tuka was standing on his head. So um, luckily we came out with winning that game. And in game four, it was just all Islanders. The you know, Bruins got dominated, uh, didn't play, you know, well at all. And, the score 5-1? No, 4-1. 4-1? Yeah, but it was the same, same thing. It, same it difference. Was, right, right. It, it was just pretty much a dominant performance by the Islanders and they was, you know, the better team and, you know, and I would play them in every aspect of the game. I think, you know, the what's killing the Bruins is the, their defense. I think, you know, the, being banged up on, you know, the defensive end, I think they only have five guys, um, you know, in their defensive, you know, a rotation uh, since, uh, you know, Carlo ended up getting hurt. I believe it was in game three. He got that big hit to, you know, the head that uh, he had to, you know, you know, go off the ice and hasn't been able to come back. Um, that certainly has been, uh, you know, has been a big loss for the Bruins because they haven't recovered from that. Also, Kevin Miller, another defensive guy being out and, you know, and still unknown when he's going to come back either is, you know, certainly I think those losses starting to come back to haunt them a bit. So uh, hopefully, you know, the defense can play better moving forward. Uh, Charlie, Charlie McAvoy is doing his thing and playing great, but, you know, the rest of those guys we definitely need to step up and, you know, and, and play better on that end of the ice or else they may not even win this series if that's the case. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough series. I think this is going to go seven. I still think the Bruins will win this series, uh, but they certainly need to play better on um, the defensive end of of them and, and also be more physical as as well and, and attack the, the net more because, uh, you know, they ha- it looks like the Islanders have control of this series right now. So, We'll see what the Bruins do in um, Game Five to respond to, you know, what the, what the Islanders have done in the last couple of games. It's definitely been a very physical series, man. We've seen yeah, a absolutely. lot of big hits in these Ooh. games, man. And oh, yeah, um, man. you know, that's it's, what it's, playoff hockey is all about. It's that's exciting hockey playoff. right now, man. And uh, the goalies, man, the goalie for uh, for um, the, the Islanders, Islanders, man. This dude, I'm like, holy shit, man. Sometimes he's just standing on his head out there, man. And um, you know, it, it's just making for a good series because. Both goalies at this point have been performing um, pretty right. well, you know, other than the last game for Tuca and, and, and Bruins. Um, but I feel like that know. was more on the defense, even though Tuca didn't sure. play well. For sure. Um, and, um, you know, we'll keep you updated. Hopefully by the time we, we're on the next pod, the Bruins have moved on to uh, another series, um, hopefully for the Bruins, man. And, you know, we'll keep you updated there. Um, but and, how you feeling? Do you still think feel confident that the Bruins will win and come out of this series? I mean, I said, I said Bruins in six. You know, now, now it's definitely going to be hard to win two games in a row, the way that the game's been going, um, the way that they've been playing. Um, but I think if we can score early on, enough, you know, in the games, we could take the series in six games still. Um, but I think anything happens, um, you know, with the way the games are going. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it goes seven games, um, you know, to, to name a winner in this series. So we'll see what happens. And um, lastly, we'll go with uh, the Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. We're very... Yeah, so thank you, John. Uh, so we have a individual for this week's Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. 
that did a really, you know, generous and a very kind, uh, you know, a, a nice gesture um, th this week that definitely impressed me and caught my attention. And, you know, the Be Money person of the week would be, um, you know, Utah Jazz owner Ryan Al Smith. So the reason why I'm giving him the Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week award is because I'm sure you guys are, you know, familiar with the you know, situation about what happened with, you know, John Morant's family and uh, some of the Utah Jazz fans in Game 2 on how they're being verbally harassed and, you know, Utah fans are using racial slurs and, you know, vulgar language towards um, you know, John Moran's family and, um, you know, since then those, you know, fans that were, you know, saying those things have been, you know, banned from uh, the Utah Jazz Arena uh, indefinitely um, as, you know, they deserve to be. And um, not, you know, only that, but what was 